Glad to be here this morning. Yeah. Glad to report a victory in Jesus. Thankful that it's my experience that I've been forgiven of my sins and been sanctified. Yeah. I have the Holy Spirit in my heart guiding and directing me each day. Before I begin, we've got plenty of time left. I'd like to hear some testimonies. If anybody else has something they'd like to share, now is your time. I'd like to start by saying I enjoyed the sermon Wednesday night by Brother Johnny. I want to start off with two verses that he read. Um, this, these are found in the 10th chapter of Acts. 34th and 35th verse. says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Brother Johnny preached a beautiful sermon on that Wednesday night. And it has carried over in my thoughts over the last few days. You know, when y'all gave me this job two, two Sunday mornings ago, just two weeks ago, I, I thought I was safe this morning. I was looking forward to hearing a good sermon today. <laughs> But as, a, as Brother Johnny's sermon Wednesday night has continued to resonate in my mind and in my heart over the last few days, it pointed me to some other scriptures. Um, before I get into those, I just want to let you know I appreciate Brother Johnny, not just his sermon Wednesday night, but appreciate how he's been an encouragement to me. And not just him. I better stop. I, can't, I shouldn't start with naming one, but I... I started, so I'll finish this one. Appreciate his encouragement and support throughout the years, and so have each. Appreciate each one of you that have encouraged and supported me. But as I thought of his sermon Wednesday night, and I've been feasting on it, and it's taken me to different places over the past couple of days, I want to start off in Luke. And this is a parable. And oftentimes, as we read the parables, you know, Y'all are familiar with how Jesus liked to speak in parables to use temporal, physical situations that people were familiar with, especially at that time, to help them understand the spiritual truth. That's the nature and purpose of a parable. And oftentimes, as we read through the Gospels, it's not immediately evident what the point of the parable is. As you read through it, you kind of figure it out maybe towards the end. But this one I'm going to read to you all this morning in the 18th chapter of Luke. It tells us the point of it in the very first verse. In the very first verse. 18th chapter of Luke, the first verse begins, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, for this purpose, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That's the purpose of what I'm about to read to y'all, is that we ought always to pray and not to faint. I'm applying this to me this morning. Saying, there was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward... He said with himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, 
I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. So this judge, who was not a God-fearing person, was not righteous in any means, he granted the petition of this widow, not for good reasons, not because he necessarily loved her or had compassion for her situation. He simply gave her what she asked for because he got tired of her continuing to ask. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Right. So as the purpose of this parable, as pointed out in the very first verse, is to instruct us that we ought always to pray and not to faint. It first tells me that there is a chance, there is a very strong possibility that I will faint if I don't continue to pray and continue to submit my petitions to God and ask Him for help. Yeah. We sing the song that says, I need thee every hour. And I feel that way today. God, I need thee right now. I need thee tomorrow. I need thee next week. But I take comfort in this parable because it tells us that if we continue to cry out to God day and night, he will hear our prayer. He will hear our prayer. He will respond. He will give us what we need. Not because, not for the motivation that that unjust judge had. Not because he tires from hearing from us. But because he loves us and he cares for us. And he wants us to do well. And he will give us. He, scripture says in one place that he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So to... So I'd like to use the rest of this time this morning to describe to y'all this righteous judge that we serve. Yeah. Um, in contrast to that unjust judge that I read about in the first half of this parable, we serve a righteous judge. 11th chapter of Isaiah, starting with the first verse. It says, And there shall come forth a rod, out of the stem of Jesse, talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. Right. Neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Right. You know, that's the only way that you and I know how to judge. is based on what we see. Right. Based on what we hear. Right. But that's not always accurate. Uh, no, you know can't necessarily judge a book by its cover and sometimes what you hear is not is not accurate 
That's not how Jesus, the righteous judge, distributes judgment. <clears throat> he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. You know, sometimes you go through life and you see maybe in your own situation or probably more frequently in the situations of others, maybe people, maybe children or acquaintances at work or just vast situations in life. You look on situations and you have pity on other people for, for this reason or for that reason. And you see, well, that, what they're going through right now isn't, isn't quite fair. Yeah. Maybe they didn't deserve this or that. Right. And that's just part of life. Uh, you, you learn at some point in your life that your life is not fair. That's just how, you know, and how do you judge that? Right. But I want to tell you all this morning that when it comes to your spiritual life, yeah, when it comes to eternal life yeah. and the destination of your soul, mm -hmm. there is going to be nothing fairer than the disposition of where your soul spends eternity. Right. Uh, we, we can look at temporal situations and argue whether this or that was, was, was equitable or fair, and people take that situation. That's what our court system is set up for today in this land, is for people who think they were done wrong, and they sue people at the law to try to bring a remedy for, for how they were done wrong. <clears throat> When it comes to where your soul is going to spend yeah. eternity, I can promise you that it is going to be fair. We serve a righteous judge. And, but as I thought about the compassion that we have on other people, I thought about, I didn't turn this down. Let me find it real quick. This is in the ninth chapter of Matthew. Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So as, I, as, as, as we read this account of how Jesus looked across the countryside there, the cities and the villages in which he was teaching, and he saw these people just kind of going about. Somebody recently in a testimony mentioned how they were up in an airplane recently, and they, and they looked down at, at the, the scurry of cars and people just going crossways in all different directions. And, and I think, and I thought that night, as the person was sharing their testimony on that, the scripture came to my mind that evening of how God looks down on this earth. We're all going in the various directions that our daily routine takes us, whether it's through a job or through taking care of young children 
or taking care of parents or uh, responsibilities of all various natures. We all have different things that consume our time throughout the day. And um, some of us are doing that with Christ on the inside. And, and even with that, it is a full plate. <laughs> uh, I need thee every hour. I need the Holy Spirit to guide me in all that I do. But I, I can tell you, God gives me everything that I need. While I, there may be times where I might feel overwhelmed and I might feel a little unsure of how it's all going to work out, I have a peace and a contentment in my heart to know that God is leading and directing and He's got it under control. Yes. If you're going through life this morning, going through the, any of those situations, responsibilities of life, without God as your compass, without the Holy Spirit living and just fully directing your steps, going, it doesn't have to be that way. There is a better way. God is calling. He's looking down today on each one who is lost, on each one who is going through life um, unsure of how to handle this situation or how to handle that situation. God has compassion on you. He wants to come into your heart and life, forgive you of any sin that has separated you from God. Whether, whether you are someone who has never had a relationship with God before, or whether you are someone who has, and the enemy of your soul has crept in (coughs) through whatever means, and sin has separated you from God, there is a way back to Father today. There is a way back to, to restore your relationship with God if you had it and it has been lost. And I do believe that it can be lost. We we read about that briefly in our lesson this morning as we were reading through Hebrews, uh, where that class has been reading through Hebrews. And Paul tells us many times in that book to hold on, to don't let it slip, to be very conscious and very intentional about holding on to your salvation there's anybody here today who has felt like the Spirit of God yeah. has been withdrawn, if they don't feel that continual presence of God that is a comfort, we speak of the comfort, the Holy Ghost, which was first given on the day of Pentecost, which we observed here roughly a month ago. The Father is beckoning today to give you that, to give you that Holy Spirit. But going back to the righteous judge, I'm going to turn over to Galatians, the sixth chapter, starting with the seventh verse. It says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. What greater promise could we ask for than that? That if, if we seek God with all of our heart, we love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
and our neighbor as ourself, as was one of the girls' verses this morning, then we have the promise of a home in heaven in the end. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. If we faint not, it goes back to the first verse that I read to you all in the 17th, 18th chapter of Luke there. We ought always to pray so that we faint not. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I believe the due season that's promised that we can all be guaranteed of is an eternity. That's right. Uh, we may put efforts forth, put forth efforts here on earth that we may not see the, the fruits of that labor right. here. Might, might happen after you die and pass on. There may be some, some things that happen on this earth as a result of our, of our fruits and our, the things that we sow. But we may not live long enough to see the end of it. But we are promised that if we sow to the Spirit, if we put our time and effort in the service of God, that in the end, when we reach heaven, we will reap an eternal reward. Now, don't misunderstand me. We're not going to reap an eternal reward because of any long list of good deeds that we have done. So the Scripture tells us that it's not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is the gift of God. But we have to seek after it, work after it, labor to continue to keep our lives in the submission of God's will. That's the work that's required of us. It's, it's, it's uh, for us just to continue to resign to His will. Without that, we're not going to reap in the end. Um, Last place I want to read to y'all is in the first chapter, the uh, first First Corinthians, the fifteenth chapter. Fifty-eighth verse. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So if there's, if there's only two things that you remember from what I've shared with you today, it, I want you to remember that we serve a righteous judge. Yes. And that if, as the song says, if I live a holy life, shun the wrong and choose the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. We serve a righteous judge. And he will judge according to the deeds of the body, whether they be good or whether they be evil. When we get to the judgment seat of Christ, if we have come short, we can't blame anybody but ourselves. Second thing, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know 
that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. As I thought of that verse in the ninth chapter of Matthew where Jesus looked across the multitudes and saw all these people just scattered around, going about, busy about their day, as sheep having no shepherd. A lot of energy, a lot of effort being made. And it's no different today. A lot of effort being made to accomplish this or that as people go through life. And most of it is most of that effort is focused on the temporal. Most of it is focused on gaining position or gaining wealth or, or, or gaining things that that we can't take with us from this life. But when we put our time and efforts and service into the work of the Lord, we can be assured of what this verse tells us, that we know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. So I want to just encourage each one of you to be steadfast. Amen. A friend of mine I grew up with texted me recently and he said, you know, Chris, there's only one thing that's required of us, and that is to be faithful. When you think of all that God has done for His people, He sent His only begotten Son to be the sacrifice for the sins of the world and to enable us to have the Holy Spirit in our hearts to deliver us from sin, to sanctify us, to give us a hundredfold more in this life And in the end, life everlasting. When we think of the scripture that says, and we know that every good and perfect gift cometh from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. When we realize that every good thing in our life came from God, and we sing the song that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. We can't do it. We, we, We can't. It's impossible to think of all the good things that God has blessed us with. So when you compare all the blessings that God has bestowed upon our life, and then you realize that all that God is asking of us is just to be faithful, just to live a holy life, shun the wrong, and choose the right. It's really that simple. When we yield... And we say, Lord, I surrender all. I won't know wills nor ways of my own, Lord, but thine be done. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, we're going to be abounding in something. Our lives are going to be full. Our lives are going to be completely consumed with something. Uh, there's, uh, I've not reached a point in my life yet where I've had any idle time. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I was out of work for three months, okay? I thought, there's going to be some idle time while I'm out of work. (laughs) I found that, first of all, looking for a job is a full-time job. But even in those three months where I wasn't working, there was no idle time. I thought, wow. You know, whatever state of life you're in, you're going to be abounding. You're going to be full. Your plate's going to be full. And so this morning, I just want to encourage you to abound in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So as we bring this service to a close, um, we would love to pray with anybody here today who has examined themselves 
and realizes that they do not have a connection with the righteous judge. One verse says, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. You know, God has, has been good to me. God has blessed me more than I deserve. And I'm thankful for all He's done for me. And I want to recommend that you turn your heart and life over to our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is beckoning for you to do so. I don't know if anything I've said today has reached anybody, but if it has reached you today, I want you to know it's not because of me. If anybody feels moved by any scripture that has been read today, I want you to know it is the Holy Spirit that is speaking to your heart right now. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. It's not about me or any person standing on this stand. It is the Holy Spirit that comes in and makes this Word alive and causes it to speak to our hearts and lives. So at this time, if there's anybody here that feels their need of God, that feels their need of salvation, let's come forward and pray.